Praise the Lord. This is Jacob Lovelace with The Promise Church, and we want to welcome you to our new podcast, Messages from the Promise. We want you to be blessed by the word of the Lord that's shared here each week at The Promise Apostolic Church. Hope these words richly bless you. God bless. Before you sit down, I, I think we need to tell on the enemy. All this is going on around us, in the world, in the nation, in your home, in your body. I think it's time for us to tell the devil, everything you bringing against me, everything you trying to do in my life, everything you doing in my home, I want that somebody just tell the devil, it won't work. Every bad report you giving me, it won't work. Every death sentence you're telling me, it won't work. I'm here to declare to the devil tonight by the power vested in me, by the Holy Ghost that you have, you need to tell the devil, tell cancer, it won't work. Hallelujah. Your bank account may not look good right now, but you tell it won't work. You trying to break up my home, but it won't work. You trying to divide us, but it won't work. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Shoo. <laughs> get up to preach after a spirit like that. Amen. I just want to join everybody. Get up and run. But I don't want to wear myself out. Amen. But we thank God for the move of his spirit in this house. Listen, I don't know about you. This is supposed to be a ninth anniversary, correct, and building dedication. Now, I'm not a member here at The Promise, but I wanted to somebody. I don't know about you. I feel like rejoicing for what God has done in this place. Last time I was here, we were squeezed together up in that little building. Squeeze. Look what the Lord has done. I don't know. How can you sit here? This is your house. This is God's house built for you. We're here to dedicate it, and we're going to dedicate it with praise. Hallelujah! Glory to God. All right. Even a boxer needs two minutes in between rounds. Amen. So I'm going to give y'all a minute in between rounds. Amen. We say praise the Lord to everyone. Amen. I do not feel like I, I parked in the guest minister spot, but I don't feel like a guest here to promise. Amen. I do feel like I'm at home, and amen. I thank God for the great friendship. I can't say that about everybody because as a pastor, singers and musicians, I'm, I just hate to say this, but we meet a lot of fake people. Amen, somebody. Like y'all don't meet fake people. Amen. There's a lot of fake people out here. But I thank God because, promise, y'all got a real man of God as a pastor. I love this man because he's real, he's true, always has been, and I believe he always will be. So we honor the man of God of this house. Pastor Loveless, we honor you and we thank God for you. Amen. If you got a good pastor, if you got a good pastor, you better take care of him. The Bible says don't grieve your pastor. Amen. He ought to shepherd the flock with joy. Make his, make his job easy. Amen. 
you've got a good pastor. So we thank God for him. Amen. And all the ministers here at the promise. We thank God for Amen. Uh, our our musicians tonight. Amen. And uh, Brother Robbie being with us. Amen. Just everyone that's here. And uh, my friend. Amen. I, I, I asked where you was at, and then I looked over here, and there you are. I love this woman. Amen. And, and I'll tell you why. Don't, don't go out and put nothing on Facebook real quick. Amen. She, re, she reminds me of my mother only in the way you play. Okay? <laughs> the way she plays the piano with such anointing. Amen. And sings the anointed songs. Amen. She blesses me. Amen. I watch y'all on Facebook, and... Amen. Brother Ben, y'all bless me, and I thank God for that. It's Friday night, and some of y'all already looking at your watch, so we're, we're going to move on with the Word of God. Um, just know this about me. Amen. Uh, I came up in a pastor's home. Amen. All of my life, all I've known is apostolic. Amen. Pastoring. Amen. Thank God. I do thank God very much. Amen. I didn't have to be converted. I was raised up. Amen. Some of y'all think y'all got it rough. Amen. Y'all, you should have been raised up in the, the old apostolic way. Amen. We, we, I may get in trouble. Am I going to get in trouble? Amen. We, we couldn't play Monopoly or nothing. Amen. <laughs> nothing. Amen. Nothing. Tic-tac-toe. Hangman. Amen. That's about all we could do. But I thank God for my holy upbringing. I thank God for it. It made us who we are today. And I thank God for Bishop Peters, Pastor Red, and others. Amen. Amen. In saying that, if you would turn with me uh, to the book of 1 John chapter 1. Mm. 1 John chapter 1. And why you're finding that, because some of y'all are looking for St. John. And it's I, John, chapter 1. But let me, let me say this in... What is going on in the world today, in our nation and in the world, the pandemic, amen, I believe, this is Pastor Red's belief, I believe with all my heart that God is giving mankind a wake-up call. The alarm clock is going off. Y'all know that alarm clock? A lot of times you set it early enough so you can hit it about three times if you're like me. I had to hit it three times. But if you keep on hitting the alarm clock, sooner or later, it's going to be too late. I believe God is doing these things throughout the world. There is an alarm clock going off. And the alarm clock is for the church. Because we ought to see the signs of the time and we ought to be busy being the light of the gospel that we ought to be. Because Jesus is soon to come anytime Jesus could come. And we don't want, it's not our desire that any should be lost. So the church has to be busy being the church. Amen. 1 John chapter 1. Can I say one more thing, brother? And then we'll get to the word. <laughs> let, me, let me handle this. Amen. The other portion of this is the disruption in the United States, the, the rioting and the protesting. Amen. I'm so glad that that is not in the body of Christ. 
I didn't say it wasn't in the building. I said it's not in the body. Because in the body, there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, which means there's not races, not in the body. Maybe in the assembly, but not in the body. I'm glad. So that made me think that there's one thing that the body has that the world does not. And that is Jesus. That's why we need to introduce Jesus to the world. Riots ain't going to change things. It's not going to change. Because, and I said this to Grace Temple also, the problem is not the color of our skin. The problem is the condition of our heart. This ain't a skin thing. It's a heart thing. Jeremiah said, the heart is desperately wicked above all things and deceitful who can trust it so Jesus didn't come to save skin Jesus come to save the heart because listen as good as we think we are that last part of that verse said who can know the heart our hearts are evil that's why we must be born again Paul said I looked I looked in me I searched all now Paul's an apostle he said I looked all in me and what I determined was in this flesh dwelleth no good thing. Do you know that the only thing good in me, you, 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 is the Spirit of God that dwells in you. So we need to, as the church, we've got something that the world needs. I wish somebody get excited about that because that's the priority. That's the number one priority of the body of Christ, the church, is we've got to give what we got to the world. You can be seated. I was a little criticized by a small peer group in Johnson City. Said I wasn't doing enough in the protests <laughs> because I wasn't out there with a big sign and throwing bottles and everything. I wasn't out there. Amen. But my reply to them was, I'm doing more than any of y'all doing because I've been down on my knees. I wish somebody knew what I, I thought I was in the body of Christ. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're powerful. We're in a warfare here, a spiritual warfare. Racism, bigotry is a warfare. It's a spiritual battle for the heart. And how do I fight a spiritual battle? I fight it through prayer to the pulling down of strongholds. I still believe. I'm crazy enough to believe. We can change this area, this city through prayer. Amen, somebody. Sincere prayer changes things. Amen. That's half my message. I'm done. Let's go to 1 John. So I can read this and go on home. Amen. I don't know what you're stand. Let's all stand for the reading of his word. First John chapter 1. How many of y'all know uh, Elder Johnny James? 
Okay, my subjects, y'all give me some time because my subject going to sound like Johnny James. <laughs> but y'all give me some time to explain it. Is that all right? All right. <laughs> Verse 1, 1 John chapter 1 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. Why? That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray now. Open up our hearts, Lord God, to good ground, that the seed of the word may grow in us, O oh God. Make change in us where change is needed. Lord, bless the message, bless the messenger. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I will try to be brief. I'm getting better at it. Amen. Because I'm, I'm from the old school. Amen. When, when we had revivals when I was young, and Brother Robert Hill is back there. He's been around a long time. Amen. When we said we had weekend revivals, and we would go past midnight. Amen. They didn't say amen to that, did they? I've done, I'm getting better though. We're not going to midnight unless the Holy Ghost break out up in here. For a thought or a subject, I would like to use the tangibility of the unseen God. It's like Johnny James on it. The tangibility of the unseen God. Mm -hmm. In John chapter 1, St. John chapter 1 and 1 John chapter 4, both of these writers say that no man has seen God at any time. The same John says it in two books, two letters. No man has seen God at any time. For God is a spirit. Those that worship him must worship him, spirit and in truth. So as we're looking at this text in 1 John chapter 1 through, 1 through verse 4, to summarize what John is trying to explain to the people is this. God showed us. Now we show you that you can show others. Let me say that again because that's, that's the whole message right there. I'm done. God showed us. Now we're showing you so you can show others. That's the, that's the whole thing of the gospel, is that revelation. God showing us the word, we are to show others. The word tangible, tangibility of the unseen God, tangible means capable of being touched or felt. Stay with me. It is to make material and having some substance to it. It is therefore 
making something real rather than imaginary. Let me just put it like this. The simple way to say it is this. To some people, the only Jesus they can see is the Jesus in you. God is a spirit. And the only way for man to see God is to see God through you. That's the tangibility. That is the making real, giving me something I can hold on to, giving me something I can look at, the tangibility of the unseen God. Now, in the old days, and I, I see a few of y'all, I believe, might remember this, the days of TV antennas. Go ahead and raise your hand. Amen. Show your age. Go ahead. It's all right. <laughs> TVs had antennas, if you would. When I was growing up, we got three channels, if you were lucky. And they had rabbit ears on them. Come on, y'all can laugh. Y'all had them too. Amen. What an antenna does is this. An antenna is a metal rod that reaches up, that taps into invisible waves so that the, what's invisible can be seen on your TV. Y'all missed that right there. Y'all missed that. Amen. What are you trying to say, Pastor? What I'm trying to say is God's people ought to be antennas. Oh, God, we ought to reach into the spiritual uh, so that, uh, hallelujah, and sometimes those antennas need an alignment. Uh, sometimes you got to align yourself. Uh, sometimes you ain't in the right place. Sometimes you ain't praying like you should have. You ain't going to church like you should have. You ain't doing what you should have done. Uh, your antenna needs a reminder. Uh, alignment uh, in order that others may see Christ in you. The tangibility. Y'all stay with me. I'm going here. Another word that the Bible used for tangible is manifest. The word manifest means to make known, to make clear or evident of something. Evidence. Uh -huh. It is to show. Somebody just say to show. Mm-hmm. It is to show, to make plain, to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's evidence. That's to make known, to make manifest, to make tangible. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to flip through it and summarize it for you. It describes it like this. It says, the just, the righteous, shall live by faith. What are we living by? Faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 describes what that faith that we're living by is. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God gives you something tangible to hold on to. In the Old Testament, all of the prophets that went through, they followed God in faith. What were they following? Oh, it ain't there no more. They following the promise of God, making himself tangible in your life. Uh -huh. uh, the same Romans chapter 1 says, for the invisible things are clearly seen. That's tangible. So that they are without excuse. Uh, see, if you're talking to an atheist, and I hope we don't have any here. No, I do. I hope we do have them here. So they hear something. Amen. 
Amen. Sometimes we act like we're scared of folk. I'm an atheist. Okay, I'll leave you alone. Uh-uh. You need to hear this. Amen. Amen. Well, how, I, the question comes to me a lot of times from young people say, how do you describe the word of God to an atheist? I tell, tell them all the time the same thing. I say, tell them, go outside and look up. For the things of God are clearly seen in the heavens. Amen. In the sun, in the moon, in the stars, in the grass, in the plant. They are clearly seen. And the Bible says, so that they are without excuse. God made himself plain. The unseen God has made himself plain, tangible. And he said there is a problem. I'm still in Romans chapter 1. I'm closing. He says when they knew God, knew who he was, said they glorified, they didn't show themselves as God. Neither were thankful. Let me just tell you this. If you know God is all-powerful, you ought to act like it. Oh, if you know God is all-knowing, you ought to act like it. A lot of times we say the all-powerful God, but when we get a report from the doctor, we get scared and act like God can't heal us. Oh, God, if you know he's all-powerful, you ought to act like it. If you know he sees all things and he knows what you're going through, he knows that you're down and depressed, you ought to act like it. The results of that is, he says, they didn't glorify him as God. They knew he was God, but didn't glorify, didn't show him as God. And the results are this. In verse 24 of Romans chapter 1, it says, God gave them up. Why? Because they preferred to satisfy man rather than God. God gave up on them. He goes on to say in verse 26 that God also gave them up. Why? Because he says they were doing things against nature. Mm, I, I ain't even going there. Can I? Permission from the pastor. He said that they were going against things of nature. The things of nature in the Bible are talking about the way God designed things. The way God ordained them. He put them in the garden and created them male and female. And he hooked up, if I can use that word, Adam and Eve. And they got married in the garden and ended up knowing each other, which is having permissible, how can I say it nicely? Relations. Thank you, sir. Amen. Having permissible relations and having a child. And God said, that's my design for mankind. But by the time we got to Romans chapter 1, he says, y'all doing things against nature. Y'all doing things against my design. And I ain't putting up with it. And God said he gave them up. He gave them over. I know this ain't a happy message. It's getting ready to be, though. Yeah, Y'all hang over with me. But thanks be to God, he said, uh, we are all a mess. Uh, we're all doing things that were not right before God. Uh, oh, God, before me and Pastor got saved, uh, we were doing things against God, uh, running the streets, uh, doing our thing. I know a little about him. He knows a little about me. Uh, we run on some same streets together and ran with some same people. Uh, oh, God, we ain't proud of it now, but thank God we saved. Uh, oh, God, uh, he said, thanks be to God uh, that God put a butt in it. I 
wasn't doing right. I wasn't living right. I wasn't acting right. I wasn't thinking right. But I'm so glad that God put a butt in it. Ephesians chapter 2 says, you used to be running around. You used to be a sinner. But God, somebody ought to thank God that he put a butt in your situation. He didn't leave me the way I was. He didn't leave me in that condition. But God made a change in my life. But God turned things around. But God. Ephesians chapter 2 says... In times past, uh, we walked according to this world. Uh, I'm talking to everybody in here. Uh, According to the prince uh, of the powers of the air, uh, we were led by Satan. Uh, He said we were the children uh, of disobedience. Uh, I'm talking to everybody in here. Uh, We have a minister that says everybody with glasses uh, and everybody without. Uh, We were children uh, of disobedience. Uh, But Ephesians writer says, uh, but God, hallelujah, God put a butt in it. We had our conversation. We had our lifestyle. What people could see in times past were through the lust of our flesh. But God, what they were seeing before was a junkie. But God, what they saw before was an alcoholic. But God, what they saw before was a whoremonger. But God, what they saw before was a gambler. But God, God put a butt in it. Now I got something I want to show you. Look what the Lord has done. Look how he turned it around. Peter and John said to the lame man when he asked for alms he said look on us let me show you silver and gold I ain't got no money but what I do have I want you to see what I got I want you to have what I got but God let me finish up so we can go home he said but God The invisible God, but God, the unseen God, made himself known. He said, who is rich in mercy. If we ain't got no other reason to praise him, we ought to praise him for mercy. If somebody can't praise him for mercy, it's only because you don't know what mercy is. Mercy is God withholding what I should have got, the whipping I should have got. The condition, let me tell y'all, I've done enough that I shouldn't even be standing here. I've done enough in my life that my life should have been snubbed out. I've done some things and been some places that my life shouldn't be here. But mercy held back what I should have got. Even though I was wrong, mercy says, I've got something I want to do with him. I've got something I want to give him. Oh, the mercy of God. Give God some praise for his mercy. Thank you, sir. You just went a notch higher than than everybody up here. (laughs) I'm quitting. But God, who is rich in mercy, 
for his great love wherewith he loved us. Here's something you got to understand. God loved somebody who's unlovable. If you think you lovable, amen, you deceive yourself. <laughs> amen, somebody. I want you to think about who you used to be before you got saved. We were all unlovable. But my favorite verse of the Bible comes from Romans 5 and 8. It said, but God commended, showed his love. The invisible God showed his love in that while we were yet sinners. Woo, God, I'm so glad. He didn't wait for me to come out of the club. He didn't wait for me to quit drinking. He didn't tell me I had to straighten up before I, oh, God, you got to straighten up before you come in. And a lot of people say, I'm going to straighten up and then I'll come to church. Honey, I'm still waiting to see them people. But God commended. He showed his love in that while we were still sinning, God, Christ died for us. That's mercy. That's love. He showed it. He showed it. Made tangible his love. In that the invisible God took on a visible body and hung on a visible cross and shed visible blood. Why? That he may show his love. And that we would receive his love and show others. Oh God, that's good stuff. I'll just, I'll just eat, eat on that myself. What do we do now? We are now celebrating tonight the ninth anniversary. Thank God, nine years. We are celebrating a building dedication. And we had, we're going to let you rob our theme. We'll let you have it. Amen. The best is yet to come. God is still going to do greater things in this house. You ain't seen nothing. Listen, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. This thing is just starting. It's just starting. Hallelujah. The fires have just been lit. <laughs> it's just been lit. But now, you have to do your part. Amen. For this house. We're celebrating, but what do we do now? The Bible says we are ambassadors. Representatives of Christ. Why are we representatives of Christ? He is the unseen God who can only be seen by the world through us. So our job, if we want greater things, if we want more souls saved, if we want people delivered and healed, we've got to do our part and manifest, make tangible the invisible God to the visible world. How do we do this? Through the Holy Ghost. Mm. See, I can't tell people Pepsi Cola is good. I'll leave the cola off. That shows how old I am, ain't it? I can't tell people Pepsi's good until I've drunk it myself. I can't tell the, the world that the Holy Ghost is powerful until I show them something. See, it's time for the church to show up. It's time for the church, if I can say this, to show out. 
The Bible said these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's time that the church shows the world all the power of the invisible God is in this house. Do you believe the power's here? Do you believe the power's here? You need to show it. Do you believe people can be saved? You need to show it. Do you believe he's the only God? You need to show it. Show it. Hallelujah. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. He says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. See, on the day of Pentecost, I'm quitting, I promise you. He took an invisible force and made it tangible on Pentecost. Because they was all in one place, one accord. Then suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. See, when you breathe out, when God breathed out, you couldn't see it. But all of a sudden, when they inhaled and took in the Holy Ghost, the invisible now became visible. Hallelujah. And that visible God has manifest in me. Now we need to show. It's time for the church to show. If you want the world to know that God exists, you need to show it. If you believe that our God, we can spread peace throughout these unpeaceful times, we need to show it. If you believe God can show love to others, you need to show it. Somebody needs to see God through you. What the world needs now is to see God and it can only be seen through you uh, that's why you got to watch where you go watch who you're around watch what you say watch what you do I'm getting in trouble now stick with the word pastor okay I will I talk to myself sometimes stick with the word stick with the word amen it's time for us to lead out the church was designed to be, and I, I saw your pastor put it on Facebook, a city upon a hill. Church is supposed to be the light of the world upon a hill, upon a candlestick, for others to see that they may be guided by. The church is not here for the world to look at and say, those hypocrites. They want me to straighten up, and they're not straight. Now is the time. Jesus is soon to come that the church has to be the church, the body of Christ, the representatives of the invisible God. It's time for the church to show up. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 2 and 9. Robbie, get ready. I'm closing on this one. We all know 1 Peter 2 and 9 says that you are a chosen generation. Invite me back because I want to preach on that word chosen. That's enough to praise God for. Chosen says that of, out of all the people in the world, God looked down from heaven and looked to Church Hill and looked on your street and looked in your house and said, that's the one that I want to save. That's the one that I want to use. Out of all the millions of people, Brother Colt, he looked down in the United States and said, 
come to Johnson City and said, that's the one that I want to say. That's the one. That's the apple of my eye. That's the one I want to preach my gospel. That's the one I want to live for me. That's the one. You've been chosen for this generation. You're chosen, you could say, for this generation. Uh-huh. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar, strange people. They can't understand you, and they shouldn't, till they get the Holy Ghost. Amen. When we start shouting and jumping, and I see people sitting still, I usually get up, and I was going to do it tonight, and say, if you get what I got, then you'll act like I act. Say it again, Brother Robbie. Because y'all know what I'm feeling right here. If you get what I got, then you'll act like I act. Woo! The, the Bible writer put it like this. Oh, taste and see. If you taste what I got, then you'll dance like I did that. You'll praise him like I praise him. Oh, when I think of the goodness and where he brought me from. You got to get this thing. You got to get there. You need the Holy Ghost. Just look and tell somebody, somebody, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm trying to close. Robbie's coming up right now. We're going to finish this thing. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people. The next word he says is that. When he says that, what he's saying is so that got it up here that beloved amen what he's saying is so that why did he choose you why did he make you a priesthood why did he make you a holy nation why did he make you a peculiar people so that you will show forth I need somebody tonight that will show forth hallelujah that means to make known make tangible make visible the praises of him that brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. How do I show the invisible God? I show him through praise. I need somebody that will give God some praise. They need to know God brought me out of a horrible pit. God brought me out. Jesus set me free. And you got to show Show forth the praises of the unseen God. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Show praise. It's time to show the world who Jesus is. Hallelujah. It's time for the church to quit being quiet. Amen. We got to be determined. I ain't being quiet no more. The world ain't quiet. The devil ain't quiet. Amen. It's time for the church to show up. Hallelujah. But we need some people here tonight, if you heard this word, that will be committed, that will recommit. Amen. To Christ. And tell God. Oh, God. Some of y'all, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is here right now. The Spirit of God is here right now. Hallelujah. He can show up in your life. If you don't have any power, if you're bound by sin, you can change your life tonight. We've got water, I'm sure. You can be baptized for the removing of your sins. Uh, the Bible said, old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. 
through the waters of baptism by the blood of Jesus and you shall receive the Holy Ghost, the power of God to live right, do right, show forth the power of God. If you need that tonight, you can come on now. God is ready to save you here tonight. Amen. He said you must be born again. You can't tell somebody to be born again and you're not born again. Amen. Amen. You must be first partaker. And it's time for us to show God. How many is ready to show God? Hallelujah. You're not only showing God, show the world. See, people don't know what you've been through. Except through your praise. Hallelujah. You don't know what I've been through. A lot of people look at me and say, oh, you a bishop's son. You a pastor's son. You ain't done nothing. You've been church all your life. Lord, they wasn't in that car. <laughs> they wasn't on that street corner. They wasn't in that club. Hallelujah. Where I was. They don't know what God has brought me from. I might have been raised up in the pastor's home, but I showed up. Wasn't right. Hallelujah. But now I show forth what God has done for me. God brought me out of that. God saved me. Hallelujah. He can do the same for you. It's time for us to show up. Hallelujah. If there's somebody here tonight, you need more of Jesus. The song says, I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more power. I need a little more strength. Won't you come and let us pray with you tonight? Is that okay? We want to pray with you tonight. Come on. Come on, Robbie. I got joy in my soul. Come on. God is in control. If you're struggling with something in your life, come on, we're going to fight the devil today together. He's attacking every come day. On. If you're under attack right I pray, now, no matter the attack, I won't turn if back. If depression Why? has attacked you, war. if doubt has attacked you, come on, we're going to this thing. We're going to overcome it tonight. We're going to break through this tonight. War. Anybody need a breakthrough? Anybody need a breakthrough? This come on. This in control. I got the devil on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This means war. This means war. This means this means war. This means this means war. Everybody say, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Oh, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. Yeah, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. Listen, I got joy in my soul. Said God is in control. Got the devil on my trail. But I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day. And I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. Why? It's me. Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoons at 345. We want to say thank you for joining us. And also tune in next time for our podcast, Messages from the Promise.